Amen. There's a lot to be praying for in this country today, in our lives. And I'm telling you, I really believe that this month, this coming on the 20-year anniversary, the church really needs to be in prayer because we don't know what's going to happen. You look in the last seven months, let's just go seven to eight months, going into nine months, it's been chaotic. Anybody notice that? How chaotic it has? I'm telling you, I don't know where we're going, but I'll tell you, we need to, be, we need the help of God. We need to be praying and seeking the face of God. Amen. But I want you to know He's ever-present for the believers this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 14, beginning in verse 22. Matthew 14, beginning in verse 22. I simply want to speak to you on this morning on Jesus, the ever-present help in the time of trouble. Jesus, the ever-present help in the time of trouble. Matthew 14, beginning in verse 22, right here through verse 27, if you will. I'm telling you, be praying for our troops in harm's way. Our troops need our prayers. Amen. These families shouldn't be. I'm going to say this again. It makes me mad that these families are having to bury 13. 13 families are having to bury soldiers uncalled for. Uncalled for. Should not have ever took place to begin with. I'll just tell you, I, I heard that mother of one of the Marines call in and said she blamed this crooked election and she blamed anybody that voted for Mr. Biden. I said, I'm with you, ma'am. Amen. Their blood's on your hands. Amen, but let's pray for these. It didn't have to be just to be blown to smithereens like that. We're just doing their job. Just these evil terrorists and they want to bring some of them over pretty much. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. But let's be praying for the, really keep these in prayer. Matthew 14, beginning in verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with wakes. For the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out in fear. But straightway Jesus spoke, spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. I simply want to speak to you on the thought of Jesus, the ever-present help in the time of trouble. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Lord, and we lift you up and exalt you, dear God, today, Lord. Father, today we ask for your anointing, ask for your blessings, God, that your word will flow through me, dear God. Lord, the words you would have me to speak, O oh God, this morning, Lord. Father, today we give you glory, God. We ask for your hand of protection upon our troops. God, comfort those families. Be with those that are in the face of that storm this morning, Lord. Down in Louisiana, Lord, we honor you, Lord, and we praise you.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. How many know in life that we can have storms, we can have turbulent times, if you will? Think about in our weather, weather patterns, there's all types of storms, if you will. There are different types of storms that happen. Some are just general storms that happen. Some of these storms can, can be heavy at times. And some storms can be severe. We think about storms, and I think about that hurricane that is going on in Louisiana that could possibly be a Category 5 in that when it hits the shores of Louisiana. How many know a Category 5 will cause more damage than a Category 1 or a tropical storm or a depression? Yes, there are all types of storms, and they all have lightning, they all have rain, thunder, and wind. Yes, there are some storms that are worse than other storms. We won't deny that. And you know, life storms can be the same, if you will. We all have different types of storms that come in our life. Some are just a general production of life. And some storms, we just go through it, it's just a just a moment of time, but there's some storms that could be tremendously severe inside of our lives. But we don't, these storms right here, none of us like going through these storms. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? Nobody likes going through the storms of life. But the Bible tells us in these things that Jesus said it would rain on the just and the unjust alike. You see, these storms in our life produce things many times. I think about storms that can produce turbulence in our life. Just like this boat right here that the disciples were on. How many know the winds, the waves were tossing this boat? Turbulence had grabbed a hold of it. And sometimes in life's difficulties, Turbulence pushes us around as well. Sometimes fear can come upon you in a storm, not knowing and unsure of what is going to happen. What is the outcome going to be? And sometimes you can feel like when Peter, remember when Peter, later on we see Peter walked on water, but he began to drown. Sometimes when we're in these storms, we can feel like that we're drowning in the midst of our circumstances. I can't sit here and tell you today that you're not going to experience some storms in your life. I can't sit here this morning and tell you there ain't going to be times of trouble because there's going to be times of trouble. It seems like around here the last week it's been one headache right after another a headache but i'm going to keep praising him anyway anybody know what i'm saying it seems like it's one thing right after another it seems like when it pour when it rains it just don't rain it pours anybody know what i'm talking about how many know the reality is this morning that we're going to face some storms in our life and any preacher that tells you you ain't going to have a trouble in your life 
that you ain't going to experience some storms in your life don't know exactly what they're talking about. Because there's going to be some general storms in your life. There's going to be some heavy storms in your life. Then there's going to be what I call the severe storms in your life. And some of these storms are going to produce turbulence inside of your life. Anyway, it's going to make you toss just like this boat was tossed. But I can tell you despite that, despite the fact there's going to be a storm, I want the child of God to know today that you're not alone. I want the child to God to know this morning that there is an ever-present help in the time of need this morning. I want you to know this same Jesus that I read about here in Matthew chapter 14 is the same Jesus that's walking in our midst this morning. Did you hear me? You see, let me tell you, when he told the disciples to go, he'd meet them on the other side, he knew exactly what was going to happen. How many believe that this morning? How many know Jesus knew that the, the disciples were going to be met with some turbulence? They're going to be met with some waves that were coming their way in that boat. But Jesus had already told them that he would meet them on the other side. You see, when they got out in that boat, he sent them in that boat, and they got on the Sea of Galilee. They encountered these waves. They encountered this storm. You see, the Bible tells us in verse 24 what they encountered. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. My Lord, in other words, that wind was against them. That wave was pounding against that boat. And I about guarantee you, these disciples began to get gripped with fear. No doubt, maybe they begin to wonder if they were going to make it. You see, even though Jesus had told them that earlier that he would meet them on the other side I guarantee you there comes that human emotion there comes that devil trying to tell you you ain't going to make it anybody know what I'm talking about this morning how many know Jesus has already told you that you're going to make it to the other side today how many know Jesus already told you that he's going to bless you today how many know Jesus told you that you're going to come through and you're going to where he has called you to go. My Lord, let me tell you, how many times have we forget what Jesus has already said? How many times have we forgotten what God has already said today? My Lord, I got reminded of it this week with this air condition. I said, Lord, you're going to have to make a way. And God said, I'll make a way. How many believe that he said he'll make a way this morning? Because his word has already promised and it come to my remembrance my lord the devil can throw his way we can go through some storms we can go through some battles but I'm going to tell you that Jesus is going to make a way in the midst of it all you're going through some storms today in your life you're going through some battles today and it seems like there's turbulence that is happening in your life well I've come by to tell you this morning what God 
God has said. God has said you're going to make it. God has said he's going to come there for you in the midst of the storm. He is right there. See, in verse 25, we see this boat being tossed, being turned by the wind. And yet, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Let me tell you what it told me. It tells me that Jesus walked on turbulent water. Uh-oh. You hear that again. I said that water was a raging. Them waves were beating. But yet Jesus was walking on it. And it told me something else. That when he walks on the turbulent water, the turbulent waters are going to be made calm. Did you hear that? I'm telling you when he walked on that water where it was beaten, I'm telling you where he walked at, that water became calm. But let me, why? Because the mess, he's the master of the wind. He's the master of the sea. But it tells us something. What it gives me a biblical principle of him walking on this turbulent water is how he has put all things under his feet this morning. How many know he's got all your problems under his feet this morning? How many know he's got all sickness under his feet this morning? How many know he's got all your situations under his feet this morning? My Lord, today the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 and 27 that he has put all things under his feet. But when he said all things are put under him, it is manifested that he is expected which did put all things under him. In Ephesians 1 verse 22, and he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church let me tell you what it tells me you may experience a storm that may bring difficulty in your life but I think you may experience a storm that may bring turbulence in your life you may be going through a sickness or a battle or a trial or facing a devil today but I want you to know despite all of that those things are under his feet this morning I said those things are under his feet this morning. They're not greater than him. That giant you're facing is not bigger than you this morning. But how many know that giant that you're facing is not as big as the God that you're serving this morning. How many know that problem ain't as bad as it looks this morning? How many know everything's going to be all right? Because why? I said Jesus is walking on the turbulent waters in your life. He's got these things under his feet this morning. Oh, preacher, we got some problems. Oh, preacher, I got some battles. I've got a bad report from the doctor. It's greater than you, ain't it? But it ain't greater than him. Amen? Oh, sometimes we get these reports. Man, it can toss us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It can can make us be driven contrary. It can put fear in us. 
Let me tell you, it's under his feet. People are literally being driven to fear by COVID. I don't deny the existence of COVID. I don't deny it. It's real. But so is cancer. So is heart disease. So is other rare pests. So is the Spanish flu. So is the polio was real as well. Those things were real. Well, I got news for you. They may be real, but they're under his feet. Amen? They may be real, but they're under his feet. Did you hear me? I said COVID's under his feet. Amen? There's a storm that's brewing in Louisiana, but when he's in the midst of it, all he's got to do is say, peace, be still, and it'll be a spring breeze. Amen? My Lord, let me tell you, what I'm telling you this morning is, no matter what you're going through, no matter the battle, don't you get discouraged. Don't you live in fear. Don't you let everything drag you down. Because I'm telling you, what's over your head is under his feet this morning. I said, what's over your head is under his feet this morning. I said, what's over your head is under his feet this morning. My Lord, he walks on these turbulent waters. He come through and we don't know how... We know he didn't come to the fourth watch. Probably between 3 and 6 a.m. is what many Bible scholars believe the time it was. No telling how long they were out there fighting at being tossed. But let me tell you, in that early morning, here came Jesus walking on the water. Here came Jesus. I believe it was a picture of a glorified Jesus right here. Walking on the water right there. Saying these things are under my feet. These things may be tossing you around, but when I come on the scene, there's got to be some peace. You see, this morning, saints of God, I've come by to tell you that He is ever present in the time of trouble. He may not come when you're looking for Him, but He's there. When He comes on the scene, He's there. I believe He was there before He seen, they seen Him. Amen? What do you mean? I believe he knew exactly what was going on. Sometimes we don't see him. We may wonder where he's at. But he comes right on time. But I guarantee you that he was already there upholding that boat. Amen? But a lot of people think everything's over their head. America, we got problems, but I'm not going to live in fear. Amen? I'm not going to live in fear this morning because he's got these things under his feet today. My Lord, don't we have a reason to rejoice because he has placed these things under his feet. He walks on the turbulence. The turbulence can't get to him this morning. Oh, you see, them with that storm, that water, those elements knew exactly who Jesus was. And let me tell you, whatever he has to do to come to you, that's exactly what he will do this morning. Very soon, 
He come to you this morning after that testimony of you hurting. He met you up here this morning and touched your neck this morning. Amen. He'll do whatever he has to do. He'll come the way that he has to come in order to get to you today. You hear what I'm telling you. God will do what he has to do to move to you. Do you believe that he can use other people to get to you this morning? Amen. Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you something blow your mind. How many know God can use devils to bless you? Hello? Let me tell you. Pastor, before I've seen God use people to bless the church that never stood foot in the church before. I've seen God bless me by people who've never been to church before. Hello? He'll do what he has to do in order to get to you. He'll send whoever he needs to send to make a way when they ain't need a way. Amen? I'm telling you, I know God's people. He'll do what he has to do to get to his people. I remember years ago down in North Carolina, I remember what it's like when God said have a revival, knowing what the need was in the church and how God provided for it. Hello? And I ain't got no, I have no doubt that God's going to make, take care of the situation around here. Anybody going to agree with me on that this morning? God's got it took care of. Let's put it like this. God's already t- took care of it. I was aggravating Patty. I told her the other day, I said, the good news is, I said, I think we'll just put a whole split unit in. <laughs> that would be the way to go. I said, the good news is it's paid for. She said, really? I said, the bad news is I'm still waiting on Taylor Township to write me a check for it. (laughs) Talk about getting her down. (laughs) I'm still waiting on Taylor Township to write me a check for it. (laughs) Refund. (laughs) Amen. No, I can tell you like this. I heard that at a camp meeting. A preacher got up and said, the good news is God's already paid for this camp meeting. Now the other part of the bad news is the money's still in your wallet. <laughs> so I took that and used that against Patty, that aggravator. But can I tell you, God wants it in. He'll send somebody to pay for it. Amen? How many believe that this morning? Amen? I'm just saying God will make a way whatever he has to do to get to somebody. I'm convinced of that, especially to his own children. Like you do your own children, like I do mine. I'll do what I got to do if if it's all possible. I'm limited, you're limited what you can do for your children. But if your child's in need, you're going to do whatever you can do to help your child, ain't you? How many know God's going to do the same way for his children? Now, I didn't say nothing about the world. I said for his children. Amen. As a child of God, we got an ever-present help in the time of trouble. He'll do whatever he has to do. He'll do the miraculous in order to get to you. You see, he walked on water in order to get to them. He walked on the water in order to get to his disciples this morning. My Lord, think about it. You see, what it tells me, 
it tells me that he is an ever-present help in the time of trouble this morning. My Lord, can somebody shout this morning saying I got an ever-present help in the time of trouble today. I don't know about you, but if I could get on this pulpit and dance, I feel like I could dance right now knowing that he is with me. I just feel like preaching today. Hot, it don't matter. It's going to be snowing in a couple weeks anyway. Get your scrape ready, Ginger. And y'all don't want to hear that. Some of us do. Listen, what the Bible says about him being ever present in Psalms 46, 1 through 3. Now God is a refuge a and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, through the mountains shake with swelling thereof, Selah. Oh, Lord, think about it right the psalmist said. We ain't going to fear. No matter what's going on around us, you see how many know that we are living in a chaotic environment. I don't know what's going to happen next. But he does. Oh, I know yes. The last seven months been crazy. More crazier than 2020. It's chaotic. People are living in fear. Why did the psalmist say he didn't have to live in fear? Why don't you have to live in fear? Because of verse 1 and 46. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in the time of trouble. We take refuge in him. We shelter in God. How many know that's what refuge in, taking a refuge is? A place of shelter. He strengthens us, and he's our help, ever-present help. That's the reason the psalmist said, I don't have to live in fear right there. You see, that's the reason why the world propagates fear. I don't have to live in it. I heard a little video on TikTok talked about like this, about this virus. He got me, something like that. Anyway, I can't remember exactly how it goes. But then he talked talk about he, I'm his, he's got me, and if I die, I'll be with him. Well, let me tell you, that's a true statement. I believe we're, if we're his and he's got us. Hey, man, we don't have to live in fear. Hey, man, they want you to live in fear. They're wanting to breed fear. But I'm telling you right now, the Bible tells us to fear not. The only one that this world needs to be fearing. I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to say this strong. I wish people had a fear of God as they had a fear of a virus. Hello. I wish people had a fear of God as much as they had a fear of a virus. I wish they had a fear of hell as much as they had a fear of getting sick and dying. Amen. It ain't that part you need to worry about, folks. The part they need to worry about is where they're going to spend it. People are so, they're making precautions. 
And I'm not going to bombard anybody except if you drive around with a mask by yourself in a car. Then you got something wrong with you. Or you take a shower with one on. <laughs> if you want, I'm all for, if you want to, that's fine. But there's some people, they're not thinking about the soul. Hello? They're putting their mask on. They're getting their jab. And I'm not down, I'm not being, I think that's people's personal choice. They're using hand sanitizers. Go right ahead. Your personal choice. But the problem is they're not thinking about what's really important. They're worrying about the temporal. They're not worrying about the spiritual. My Lord, I just wish people had the fear of God like they need to have. Like they have a fear of a virus. How much better would America be and the world be? But that ain't the kind of fear I'm talking about. Jesus don't want us running around, putting our head under a table and hiding. Hello? 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 I'm sure he wouldn't get mad at me telling this. Brother McMicken told me when he was in a revival last year, he had somebody come into church that was full, had COVID. He laid hands on them. He said, I didn't tell the other church. <laughs> I was going to, but I let it probably cancel me. He said, they, he laid hands on them. He said, nothing happened that night, but the next morning they were healed. Hey, man, he said, I never got anything. I'm telling you today, people are living so much in fear. They're worried about everything, but God said, I don't want you to fear. You don't have to live in fear when you know who's walking right there beside of you. You see, we see the scripture tells us that he's ever-present help in the time of trouble. How many know he was with the three Hebrews in the fiery furnace? In Daniel chapter 3, verse 25, he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form is like the Son of God. Not only was God Christ, I believe they, he saw Christ, the pre-incarnate Christ, walking right there in the fiery furnace but let me tell you you can go over into Acts chapter 12 even though we don't see him there I can see I don't see him but I, yeah I do see him how can somebody sleep knowing the next morning they're going to be executed when they're being chained up and not sleep like they ain't got a problem in the world because why because Christ was present with Peter then you begin to see how Jesus stood with the Apostle Paul in Acts 18, 9, and 10. Then spoke the Lord, the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and not hold your peace. For I am with you, and no man shall sit on you to hurt you. For I have much people in this city. Now move on to 2 Timothy 4 in 17, what Paul's words said. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and all the Gentiles might fully hear, 
and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. In verse 18, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom God be got glory forever and ever. Amen. What do we see in these cases with Paul? We see that there is an ever-present Jesus in the time of trouble. We see Christ being ever-present in the time of trouble. That's the one thing that is certain. That's the one thing that I don't have, reason I don't have to live in fear. Man, if I didn't have Jesus, and if I didn't have the promise of him being with me, I'd be in fear. Hello, if I wasn't right with God, you need to be in fear. But being right with God, I got a reason not to fear. Why should I worry? Why should I fear? Because this same Jesus is with me today. See, you're going through times of trouble. You're going through storms. You're going through battles. But there's one thing that is certain. If you're his and he's there. If you're his and he's there. You may not see him. How many know there's times where God seems silent? But he's there. You say, how do you know he's there? Well, let me tell you how I know he's there. Because his word tells us. His word tells his people he'll never leave us nor forsake us. His word tells us he's with us until the end of the world. His word tells us that he's ever present help in the time of trouble. Word tells us he'll stand with us. His word will tell us what he told Paul. That he shall deliver us from every evil work. He shall preserve us. Think about it. I'll give you another example how you know he's with you. How many has ever been through a time of turmoil, storm in their life? How many still standing today? How many know the reason that you're standing is because the one who upheld you? The reason I'm standing here this morning is because he upheld me. You want me to tell you why this church is still going today? Because he's upheld this church. Amen. You want me to tell you why this preacher is still preaching this morning? Because he's upheld me. You want me to tell you why I'm standing here today? Because he's been there with me. Man, I've been through some battles. Some of the battles I went through, I didn't know in the flesh that I was going to make it. And the only way that I made it was by the help of God. And there ain't one in here that can't say that. The reason that I'm standing is because of him this morning. He preserved me. He's kept me. No matter what I walk through, no matter the battle that I face, I got that promise of him being there 
with me. The world don't have that. The world don't have that assurance. And as a born again believer, I got that assurance. Amen. Think about it. We got that promise. But Jesus told them something else right there in Matthew 14. No matter what I, you go through, no matter the turbulence in your life, Jesus give us a, another piece of advice that I believe because he's with us. He said you could be a good cheer. Notice right there in verse 27. But G, they were crying out in fear because they didn't know who Jesus was walking on the water. But Jesus, straightway, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Let's look. And I'm going to tell you that Jesus told us many times that we could be a good cheer no matter what we are going through. I don't have to walk around with a lemon in my mouth because Jesus told me to be a good cheer. I don't have to walk around acting like I'm on hee-haw, gloom, doom, despair, and agony on me. It wasn't for bad luck. I'd have no luck at all. Oh, let me tell you, I'm going to continue to be happy in the Lord. I'm going to continue to be a good cheer. Why? Let me tell you, I'm telling you, it's been chaotic around here. But I'm going to still be a good cheer. Would I like that air conditioning be blowing about 60 today? Yes, I would. But I'm not going to get in the dumps. I'm going to keep being a good cheer. Amen. Amen. We got, we got issues. Would I like Donald Trump to still be in office? Amen. <laughs> I would. But that ain't right it ain't right now. But I'm still being in good cheer. Amen. Why? Because let me tell you. Oh, oh Jesus said, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, be a good cheer. Think about what he told Paul, the word that came to Paul in Acts chapter 27, 23 through 26, when Paul was called in the storm on set, being set sail for Rome. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given you all them who sail with you. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. How about we must be cast upon a certain island? Listen, the word was simple. Paul got the word. What was going to happen? He told those on that boat, cheer up. You're not going to die. We got to go somewhere. And I believe God. Jesus told us, 
in John 16 and 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Why? Be of good cheer. You say, when you're in the storm, ain't that the time we're supposed to sing the blues? No, when we're in the storm, we ought to be singing the praise. Hello. See, most people want to sing the blues. They want to be like B.B. King and sing the blues. No, when you're in the storm, you're going to sing praise. That's the time to sing praise. How many know Paul and Silas sang praise when they were in jail? When they were beaten and battered? Oh, let me tell you, you can be of good cheer no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on in the world today. I've come by to tell you that He is ever-present with you. He's right there with you. He ain't going to leave you. He ain't going to forsake you. I'm telling you this morning, be of good cheer, for He has already overcome the world. He's already overcome the battles. He's already overcome every storm you went through. <laughs> I said he's overcome it. I believe that's what he was showing them right there. An X. Right there, Matthew, walking on the water. I've overcome all these things. How many know you can be a good cheer? My joy ain't based on the situation and what I'm going through, the storm. My joy is based on the Lord. I, my cheer comes from God this morning. My Lord, if I were to base my joy on the world today, let me tell you, I'd be a most miserable person. No wonder there are certain people going around miserable. I'm serious. You ever seen some people's faces today? They're just miserable human beings. Remember that time I put a lemon in my mouth? Maybe I need to do it again and show you what some people look like. Those that wasn't here at that time, I did an illustration, put a lemon in my mouth, sucked on a lemon, because that's what a lot of people were doing, and Jesus never intended for us to do that. Preacher, why do you cut up? Why do you have a smile? Why do you laugh? Doing all that because I got the peace of God. Amen. 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 The reason I like to aggravate cut up, despite everything that's going on, I got the peace of God knowing everything's all right. Amen. I got the peace of God knowing everything's all right. The world's not all right, but being in Christ is all right. I'll preach it tonight because I'm telling you, I got a word tonight. It tells me God's got the handwriting right on the wall. They're doing like Belshazzar. The world's doing like Belshazzar. How many remember that story? 
Bill Scheiser having a drunken party in the same hour the handwriting come on the wall? Well, yeah, I'm telling you, the handwriting's all around us. Oh, I'm going to be a good cheer. Hey, man, I'm not going to hide under a pew. I'm not going to hide under a bench. I'm going to keep praising him. I'm going to keep worshiping him. I'm going to have some joy. The world didn't give me the joy. Did you hear me? If your joy is based on your situation, let me tell you to come and go. No, my joy comes from the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Our Lord, this morning I'm telling you, despite what you see going on, my heart breaks for the family of these troops. It breaks for the victims of, of this hurricane that's coming. It breaks for those who have been affected by COVID that's lost somebody. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But I'll tell you, I'm going to keep on appraising. I've still got joy. Amen. I've still got joy. Because, listen, I'm still going to be of good cheer. Because Jesus said, be of good cheer. He never said we wouldn't have tribulation in the world. But he said, we could be of good cheer. For why? He's already overcome it. In other words, he's already given us the victory this morning. Victory. Our Lord. Somebody want to ring Marcy up here today as we pray for Tim Peter Snow. I didn't get no amen on that. <laughs> amen, no. I'm telling you, you're in a situation. God's going to handle the situation. God's there. You can be a good cheer because the same Jesus that was there with them in the storm is the same Jesus that is there with us today. He's there to calm the storm. He's there to walk with us. He's there with you. He's there with you. My Lord, let me tell you, I don't know what you're going to face tomorrow. I don't know what America's going to face tomorrow, but I can tell you and I can tell this, this nation today that God is in already, He already knows our tomorrow. How many know that? He's in your tomorrow before you even get there, church. He's already got a way of escape before you got there. He's got a way of victory. Let me put it like that. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in worry. You don't have to live in stress because Jesus is ever present with you today. My Lord, you say I'm going through some turbulence. I'm going through some storms this morning. I've come out to tell you, He is there. My gosh. My gosh. Marcy, He's there no matter what we're going through. I'm not alone. Paul said, all men forsake me, but the Lord stood with me. Let me tell you this. I'd rather be forsaken by the world than have God standing by me the whole time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'd rather have God with me than man any day. My Lord, what I'm telling you is you stand in here this morning you're going through some turbulence and you're going through some storms. But God said, be a good cheer, for he's with you. 
How many would say, preacher, I'm going through a battle, storm, turbulence in my life. I want you to know that he's there. I want you to know that he's there. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. God's got you. He's with you. He's going to come walking. You're going to see him move. He has sustained you, but I'm convinced some of he's coming in that watch at that right time. And he's going to move on your half. Those turbulent waters are going to become calm. Those winds are going to cease. And peace will be there. And they say, here, my preacher, me come this morning and seek your face in the midst of the storm. See those online tonight. He's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. I said, he's there. Oh, in the name.